This is the Rams Review Podcast. Discussions, insights, interviews and analysis. All passion, all Derby County. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rams Review podcast. Jason taking hosting duties today, and we've got a very interesting podcast coming up. Um, to start off with, we're going to do a bit of a Rams roundup. It's been a couple of weeks since we did our last podcast. A few signings were just starting to trickle through the door just before preseason had started. Well, there's been a few more come through the door. Preseason's in full swing. Plenty to talk about on that side of things. And the other part of the podcast, which I'm really looking forward to, anybody who listens to our podcast will know I am football manager mad. I've probably found somebody who knows a bit more about it than me, probably, maybe. I would have thought so. And that is obviously FM Ramster on Twitter. How are we doing, mate? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm really, really flattered to be asked, to be honest with you, because, um, yeah, I've not been doing this very long, to be honest, for, from, from a streaming point of view, that is. Football manager, 25 years-ish, I think. Before it was called Football Manager, anyway. Yes, of course. Champ, Champ Manager 0102 was probably just just about the time where I started uh, started touching on it a little bit there, I think. Yeah. I'm a bit older than you. I remember the, the days of the Commodore Amiga. I played it on the Amiga, the first ever version oh, of it. So, right. Yeah. yeah no, I, yeah. yeah. yeah Maybe I am, a little, tiny bit older than I, me. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not old. I am not old, yeah. I can vaguely remember a Commodore uh, Amiga, but uh, an Amiga, <laughs> but I, I was about two or three. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's we'll, a, move, we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a yeah. seasoned veteran in, in the in the that, world that, of that'll be it. Yeah, yeah. Virtual, virtual football yeah. management. Um, but yeah. plenty more about that later on, because that is a... Mm is an absolute topic and a half to talk about. Um, one I'm I'm looking forward to talking about just as much as I'm hopefully getting going to get a few tips. You know what I mean? That, that's that's one of the reasons <laughs> I wanted to get you on. Um, but no, don't, we'll talk. Don't give secrets away. No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Well, why would you? But we'll talk all about your start, uh-huh. uh, your glittering football manager career in a little bit later on in the podcast. But first things first, Derby County. Obviously, you are a Derby County mm. fan. One of the things, I again, am, am. that... Um, drew me to you because obviously you, you do your own Twitch. We'll talk all about that later on as mm. well. And obviously yeah. uh, the, you manage Derby County on there, as I do. People say, you know, what team do you go for? But it's, it's Derby County, clearly. Why, why would I be anybody else? Has to be. Has yeah. to be. Um, certainly, in, obviously, in the last two episodes, uh, sorry, two years of Football Manager, where Derby, obviously, well, the second one obviously coming out in November. It's always great because Football Manager always comes out the week before my birthday. So it's perfect. <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> My birthday's on the sixteenth of November, so it's always there waiting, ready for me. Yeah. And I'm I'm I've just about had enough of FIFA on the PlayStation for three months and then I can get into the you know, the the real nuts and bolts of what I enjoy the doing pro- in my spare time. Yeah, the proper football game. Exactly. You know, so the, the proper football game. Yes, obviously Derby will be staring another year in League One on that. But that's one thing that yeah. I find really interesting this year about obviously uh, in, in FM twenty three's version uh, this year of obviously Derby being in League One. Completely different setup to obviously anybody who's managed Derby County for the last however many years, 14, mm. 15 years, whatever it was. But again, more on that later on. It, we, we are going to yeah. keep divulging in it, but we, I want to stay on the on the straight and narrow of Derby mm. County. So yeah. 
as I say, the, the last time we did a podcast, me and Corey, we we literally, I think pre-season uh, training was just about to start. About three, we were about three days before that. We just um, we just wrapped up, and for the life of me, I can't remember who the last signing through the door was. But I know we recorded, and we've got a bit of a thing on this podcast where we record something. We hang on, we record something, and then literally just after that, something happens. And so that's exactly what we did. And then Derby announced Curtis Nelson. So um, that isn't somebody that's been in, it hasn't been mentioned on the podcast so far. Mm. I, I want the, again, one of the reasons I wanted to get you on because you are an avid Derby County fan. It's great to talk to mm. other Derby County fans. One of the reasons, obviously why I get guests on the podcast, it's not just for me to waffle on for an hour and a half about my opinions. So, <laughs> um, and this is a nice little, this is going to be a nice little filler. Why I start looking through all the notes that I've got. Um, <laughs> if, if we just before Curtis Nelson, as I say, because I've not really mentioned any mm. any of the other original. Uh, so those first four or five signings, and obviously mm. a, a bit of your opinion on last season, I suppose, and obviously Paul Warren in general, and, and coming into yeah. this summer, and yeah, everything that's been going on in that Derby County bubble for twelve months. Um, yeah. Looking into this season, mm. what's what's the what's the aspirations from you personally as a, as a fan? You know, what, what are you oh, expecting I- from Derby County? I'm expecting promotion. I'm not going to lie. I think I think Warren's building a squad that he's comfortable with. I think last year he inherited the squad that he didn't want. He wants to play a certain way. He likes to play aggressive. He likes strong, quick players. And whilst the players adapted to or did their best to adapt to his style last season, I think this season he's it's going to be his team. I think he's got a decent budget. He's signing good team players. I don't think there's outstanding individuals he's signing. I think he's he's, he's bringing players in that will fit how he wants them to play, um, which is common sense to me. Um, I was surprised I, I'm surprised um, David Klaus uh, went for him as manager. It did, it did kind of surprise me, um, but I think that's because Derby are used to having a certain type of manager come in where we've had the Philip Cocku, the Frank Lampard, the Wayne Rooney, you know, the, the the people who like to get the ball on the deck and play the nice pretty patterns football, which is great to see, but has it been that successful? It hasn't. Um, so to bring Warren in was a bit of a shock. And I think he found a squad that lacked the the physicality that he was used to at, at Rotherham. Um, but I'm, I'm really pleased with the signing so far. I'm, I've got question marks over Connor Washington, just simply because of his goal scoring record. However, I think as a backup, as somebody who's going to come on 20 minutes to the end and, and run at defenders who are going to be tired, you know, I said the same about McGoldrick and I said the same about a few of the signs we made last year. It was like, oh, we're not sure about them. And they proved me wrong. So, you know, one's Bourne, going to do a job. Um, and, and I think the signings I've been really impressed by. Uh, Joe Ward, I thought was absolutely brilliant signing. Um, I don't know a lot about Nelson. I've seen him play. He's been solid. Sonny Bradley, obviously, he's a Big signing for us as well. Um, I must admit that the lad today, Kane Wilson, I know nothing about him other than I've seen a couple of videos of him today and gone, why's Bristol City got rid of him? <laughs> so, um, and um, just harping back to football, when he's 23, I signed Josh Vickers in my first season at Derby in the January transfer before Paul Warren signed him, by the way. So yeah. obviously he's a fan. Uh, he's watching and going, I need a backup keeper. Um, let's see, let's see, who, um, let's see who he's picking up. And he's obviously followed my lead. Yeah, well, 
again, we'll, we'll talk about it more later. Probably, probably not not a bad uh, not a bad one to yeah. pick up on. But yeah, you're yeah. yeah. I mean, so as I say, the podcast was like literally the night. I think it was the night before we did the podcast. It mm. come out. Curtis Nelson, obviously, ex Cardiff City, on loan, I believe, last season at Blackpool. Obviously, a relegated mm. side. Uh, the thing that jumps out for me, I, I, I try to look at these signings, you know, as pragmatically as I can. He was he was in a side that got relegated last season. You would think Blackpool will probably have, although they're not, obviously they're not going to massive budget. They're still going to have one of the better budgets. They're still going to be one of the mo- more attractive yeah. clubs in in League One. So straight away, it makes you think: Why hasn't he gone there permanently? And and you know, obviously mm. chosen somewhere else. I still obviously, and we're not just saying this always, Derby fans. The, the pull to go to Derby is obviously still going to be bigger than Blackpool. Let's be honest. I, I, I was, I was going. You, you took the words out of my mouth, there, Jay. It was, the, the, you know, you've only got to look at the signs of Sonny Bradley, Joe Ward. Um, the, the pull of this club is still massive. You're playing, you're still playing in front of twenty five, thirty thousand people every week, uh, with the ability to fill the ground in any given week um, you know the facilities you know I think I can't remember which player it was who signed and said I couldn't believe the the, the training ground when I came in could mm-hmm. not believe what we'd got here um, so yeah there's there's a massive pull I think I think we're managing it right we're not spending stupid fees in fact I swapped a couple of messages with somebody earlier going it's not right why are we not spending three million quid on a Brentford reserve winger um, you know where, where them signings gone uh, but it's great that we're making sensible signings. I'm just waiting for the sensible signings to end if we start spending like eight million quid on somebody we've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not not got a feeling we're going to do that this year, unfortunately. I'm, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping. I want to say maybe not. If, I was going to say unfortunately then. Maybe not. Unfortunately, maybe not. I'm I'm a great believer in squad building, and I don't think we've done that for four or five years. I think we've we've thrown squads together. Um, I'm harking back to the Lampard days where you know we spent twenty million pound on players and never recouped a penny of them. There were there were there were just signings that you know we threw money at. Um, that didn't fit in any particular system. They didn't fit in any particular way of, of planning, as I saw. Um, I think Warren's got a plan, and I think he knows what he wants. Um, I'm disappointed if Jason Knight does leave, but you can't hold him back. He's got a year left, and if we get a bit of money for him and we can bring in a couple of players with that, then so be it. No, I, I would fully agree. And like you say, they, they are okay. They're not. They're not glamorous names that Derby are bringing in. Most League One clubs probably can't bring in glamorous names, but that's from sort of the outside looking in. If you actually look at, mm. I, I think I think last season was exactly the same. Some of the players that we signed, yes, there was one or two that you went. They've they've got to hit the ground running at Derby, otherwise they they have been a bit of a waste of money. But I think. For by and large, I think that the fair majority of them actually, you know, they, they did okay. And then again, the, the squad build again this year. There was there was going to be another squad build this year, and again, I, I don't know much about Josh Vickers, but you know he was at Rotherham. Mm. You know he was there un, under Warren. Warren seen him play a lot of the. For me personally, a lot of these transfers that he seems to be bringing in, we're not signing players to be in the Premier League in two years. We're no. not because we can't. I don't think financially we can manage that. Are we signing players that are definitely going to get us out of League One? I would assume so. And I would then expect out of the probably, what, 22-man squad, it's what he bangs on about all the time, there's going to be yeah. a good 50% of that that he's brought in. And mm. there's got to be a good part of that 50%. Well, there's probably a 20% already here that could probably make the step up. 
40% of what he's bringing in in the 50, he believes can step up. So straight away, if I know when I'm not getting too ahead of ourselves, we did this last year a little bit, <laughs> but it, but if we're sat in this position in 12 months time and we're, we're looking to build for the championship, it, mm. it's not a 20 man rebuild, is it? it it's going to be no. five or six, maybe. Yeah. And that's, that's what I like. One of the reasons why a manager get these gets these three year, four year deals. We've seen it before at Derby and unfortunately mm. 18 months in, they tend to get, you know, they tend to get cleared off just because something doesn't happen. Yeah. But it does feel like he's building uh, in, in various ways. Everybody said Joe Wildsmith was a gamble last season. Turned out to be one of the best keepers in League One, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And I think a few others will say exactly the same. Josh Vickers, obviously, I know he had his injury. He played for Rotherham in League One. He had his injury problems last year, was in and out yeah. of the squad. But it, it's these players, Joe, like Joe Ward, like you say, he, he's one that sort of jumps out a little bit. He, he had, a, obviously, a decent season at Peterborough. Sonny Bradley's been a name who who's, who's was the next one that Derby signed. He's been a name that's been running for a few weeks. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he isn't made Derby captain, if I'm honest. Um, there are others out there that, that kind of all around, I think, wore it on Saturday in the preseason friendly, which we'll get onto in a little bit. But yeah. Sonny Bradley is the type of player that's come in, you know, um, vast amounts of experience. Mm. I'm a little bit surprised in some respects that he's not stayed at Luton and had a crack at the Premier League. The only thing is, I can only assume he's been told he's not wanted, which I think is a little bit harsh. But I, th- I think I think he was told before the player finally wasn't having his contract renewed whether they got mm. promoted or not. So he was, he was he was leaving anyway. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Um, he's given yeah, a lot. I think he's been there me. four or five years, hasn't he? And you know, he, he... I think he has. I think he has. And I think sometimes they look at it and go, you know, do, do they know something that we don't by us signing him? Has he got has he got underlying injury problems? I don't know. Mm. Um, he certainly looked a fit lad, and he's certainly put himself about in training from what I've seen as well. Um, Will he come as captain? I, I think he's captain material. Do you need him to wear an armband to be captain? No, he's a leader. He's certainly a leader. Um, I'd like to see him as captain ahead of Max Bird simply because I think Max Bird doesn't need that responsibility. He needs to continue the form he showed at times last season in, in dominating midfield. I think Hurahan will, will help him with that. Um, and yeah, if we can get a, get a few more legs in there and, a, and, a, and another striker or two would be nice. Yeah, well, yes. Speaking of I'm strikers, I'm not pushing it by asking for more strikers. No, not at all. But speaking <laughs> of strikers, Darby's sixth recruit of uh, of the summer, Connor Washington. Mm. You mentioned him earlier. He is a player mm. that's turned a few heads. Probably the first one that some fans yeah. have been a little bit hit and miss with. Yeah. Again, you look at the facts. You look at his record in League One. It's inc- it, mm. it's pretty solid. It is it's, pretty solid. He's it, still a one in three, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I think I think it's, it's sort of I read some comments that Rotherham fans made, and they said we're really sorry to see him go because he works so hard for the team, and he might not score as many goals as your other strikers, but he's he just creates that space. He creates them them problems for other defenders by his bullish nature, his his aggression, his strength. Um, and I should also ask Addy, he's, he's a very keen football manager fan, so fingers crossed I can get him on at some point. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But this is the thing. I think Derby, in some respects, whilst we've we, we've been we've been kind of blessed over the last few years of mm. of strikers who have been quite easily they they've gone about their own business. They've created their own goals. They've created team goals, but they've created their own goals yeah. as, their own goals as yeah. well. Uh, obviously, McGoldrick last season, Chris Martin was always that type yeah. of striker. He could bring other people into play, but he w- he would yeah. always hit the back of the net. It's been a while since yeah. we've had a striker that's probably not been as prolific as he could be, 
Um, mm. But then again, he's still a he's still a big worth to the team. Another player that yeah. Paul Warren knows well. Another player that's, that that was at Rotherham. He signed him when he, when he talks. It's one of the, I want to go into it in a little bit. But it's one of the things that I mm. love about Paul Warren. He doesn't lie. He 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 te- he, he, he says it mm. how it is, and then he does things to back this up. He's, he's not trying to bring superstars. If we could bring in 12 superstars, that'd be great. But he's not looking at bringing 12 superstars in. He's looking at people that are hardworking, decent, willing to work for the badge, willing to run, willing to press. They're the biggest things. And like you said there, I've seen the same comments. We've had. We've spoken to some uh, Rotherham fans, um, obviously, mm. to get a piece out on the website. Press, that's what he does. He'll run all day. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that that is the type of score, that's the type of mentality that Paul Warren uh, is building. Mm-hmm. We know Derby fans, not just Derby fans, we know football fans in general can be a little bit fickle. And Derby have certainly yeah. got a bit of a experience of you know shooting people before <laughs> they've even they've even had the chance. So yeah. give him the chance. If he hasn't scored in first three or four games, let's not get on his mm-hmm. back. You know, people do but, uh, do that, uh, but he's 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 obviously he's been brought in for a reason. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's I, I, the bigger picture. Yeah, I think I think Derby fans like a player who works hard for the team. Um, because there's been players in the past that you know that I felt that they've run all day but not really produced anything, mm. but they're doing a job for the team. And and I think fans appreciate that. Johnny Russell was one. Johnny Russell has some fantastic quality, but it was also his ability to work very very hard for the team. He didn't always deliver at the end of it. Um, you know, we all remember his great goals against Forest and some some of the superb football he, he could play and the skills he had but he also worked damn hard and when it wasn't going quite his way with the ball you knew he was going to close down he was going to press he was going to work hard for the team and I think fans appreciated that rather than just go oh he can he's not a 30 yarder into the top corner today um, whereas some players could do that but then they wouldn't work hard and the people wouldn't quite appreciate the fact that they didn't do that so I think I think with Washington it's a case of just seeing what he can do in in a poor worn team um, and I, I don't quite get the, oh, God, he's just signing players from Rotherham. We've signed two. Um, and the players he knows, the players he trusts. Um, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I think Vickers, I think Vickers is, a, is a very good keeper. I've always rated Josh Vickers. I've always liked him. In fact, I was one when they signed Joe Wildsmith. I was like, I've seen him play for Wednesday. He's awful. He's an awful keeper. Saw him pre-season. I was like, wow, this mm. isn't the guy I saw play for Chef Wednesday. This is a comfortable goalkeeper who, carried, who held his own. Um, and I think he just got so he got better throughout the whole season. Um, so yeah, I, I, like I say, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to shoot any of the players we've signed before we before we start. Uh, maybe maybe half time at Wigan, maybe I'll be thinking different. Going, he's rubbish. He's rubbish. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I, I try and come across as uh, as optimistic on the podcast. I'm not. It's not always the case. But yeah, you're right. It's. I think obviously Paul came in early part of last season, but they weren't his players. Mm. He, he was playing in a style. We know that he was playing in a way that he had to, because of the players that he got, he had a mm. bit of a, I want to, I have to say failed January. We know his mm. hands were behind his back. We know that, but he he tried yeah. to add a couple and, and let's face it. None of them mm. particularly worked out. Spring. It did obviously yeah. that he kept the ball in against Port Vale, which, which added to the three points. Harvey White mm. flashed in a couple of, yeah five 10 minute cameos in in a couple of games but mm. was largely disappointed and and then after that that you know that's kind of been it he's now mm. signing players for the way that he wants to play and yeah i mean we spoke on the podcast last time taking somebody like david mcgoldrick out your side whoever's decision it was to move on mm. you would have to think it's his i don't think he was pushed but still no. 
I'm not so confident David McGoldrick is a type of player that Paul Warren wants. He's not he's not a presser. He's he's mm. 35, 36. He's not going to run all day. Yes, you can utilize him. And if somebody's just scored 25 goals a season, you can't then, if he was still here, you can't then just sit him on the bench every week. It's, it's yeah. not the way that you would do it. But I, I don't think it's quite the the way that he wants to play. And so obviously, yeah, it's not a massively exciting signing when you look at some of the stats of Connor Washington. But you, you give him, you've got, you've like, you've got to give him, you've got to give him mm. his opportunity. You've got, you've got to see what he can do as an individual in the formation, in the style of play, yeah. and for the team. And I think all four of them really are, are quite important pieces. And if he can knit a lot of that together, it doesn't matter if he only yeah. scores two all year. If Derby go up and he's had a big part to play in that by assists and and whatever else. Mm then yeah, you're going to need somebody with a bit more of a goal scoring, you know, record maybe moving forward, but he'll have played his part. But I, th- I think, I think Warren's going to bring in one or two more strikers anyway, because, you know, we've lost McGoldrick, Asula went back in January, Dobbin's not there anymore. He's gone back to Everton. So, you know, we can't just have one striker and go, oh, we've got James Collins, that'll do. So we've added Washington. I think he'll go, I think he'll sign at least another two. I think there'll be a loan sign and I think there'll be another one uh, that we bring in. Because you, you you know, I think he'll play two up front. I think he will. I think he'll go with the two. I think he'll play the three, the the, the five in the midfield with mm. the wing backs and, and the two up front, or or perhaps a ten. But I think the way he plays, he wants two aggressive strikers down the middle of the park. Collins being one, I think we'll see a different James Collins this season. I think a full pre-season under Warren, um with wing backs who can actually carry the ball. And get the ball in the middle. We we, we had we played wing backs last season without actually having wing back. We had Louis Sibley at left wing back, which he did a sterling job, to be fair to him. Um, but he's not a left wing back. Um Jason Knight, who I think played everywhere but in goal last season, mm. um, was was right wing back for a long time. Mendes Lang was playing as wing back, you know, it wasn't his natural position. Um so to actually have people who can actually play them roles, um, get forward, deliver them balls. I think I think Collins I think Collins could have a good season this season. I'm hoping so because I've always been a big fan of his. Even, even I, I remember him. I'm going back a long time now. I remember him being on loan at Burton Albion from Aston Villa mm. um, and seeing Burton Albion play, and I was like, "Who the hell is that number nine? Um, and he was just bullying players all over. And he was what 20, 21, I think, at the time, and he was bullying defenders. Um, so yeah, I, I want to see. I want to. I want to. I want to see him score some goals this season. I want. I want to see him do well because I think he deserves it. I think he works hard. For the team. I think he's popular in the squad. I think the players all love him. Um, so I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him have a good go this season. Yeah, I would. I would fully agree. Uh, I would fully agree. Um, final player that signed, obviously, uh, last night was it? I yeah. think. Yeah, um, last night. Yeah, like you say, we'll, um, from Bristol City. Yeah. <laughs> Rumours of it, this is part of. A deal for Jason Knight. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, fine. Whatever. Uh, Jason Knight. I love Jason Knight. I've met Jason Knight on a couple of occasions. Really nice fella. Um, his future isn't at Derby. I, 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 it's, you eventually have to accept that. And it's not. Yeah. And if that, if him moving on can bring in some funds, frees up some wages, has allowed a player to come in in the opposite direction. I know that's not always the way that it goes, but if it can, and then that adds, mm. you know, a, another couple into the squad further down the line. Yeah. You just have to, I think you just have to accept it for, for what it is. And I think I it's think, fair. I think that... Sorry, I was going to say, a, a, lot, a lot of people were obviously saying about him 
last season and we fully expected him to take the division by storm really a little bit. Mm. And I, I, yeah. I must admit, I was left a little bit deflated in some instances in, in, in his actual mm. impact. Don't get me yeah. wrong. We can't say take Jason Knight. I mean, obviously played the first 15 games at right back for, or, or whatever yeah. it was fine. Um, he, he then got his opportunity in midfield and f- nobody can say how worse off Derby would have been without him in that position. Mm. But he, I don't remember too many games, and this isn't a knock on him at all. He's the type of player that you should be able to recall a game where he's done this and he's done that and he's done the other. And, and I honestly, mm. I sit here today and I, there's there's no memories of six months ago that made me go, oh, Jason Knight did this, Jason Knight did that, Jason Knight did the other. It it, it just isn't there for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to sort of, because people have compared him to Craig Bryson. And I was going, yeah, but you can recall the games where Craig Bryson scored a hat-trick, you know, Forrest, Millwall, where he's turned games around with his energy and his drive. Jason Knight, I, I love Jason Knight as a player. Don't get me wrong. I, I I really do. I think the problem that Jason's had is that he's been one of them players going, we need someone at left back this week. Jason can play there. He'll do a decent job. We need a 10 this week. Knight, he can play there. Well, let's stick him up there. We, we need a number eight. Knight can do that role. Let's put him there. We need a right wing back. Let, let's stick him out there because he won't let us down. He is one of players. He won't let you down. He's a solid six and a half, seven every week. But you're right. He doesn't turn games. He doesn't score goals. He doesn't create goals. He doesn't... He, I think he needs to find his role within the team. If he's going to be that box-to-box type of midfielder like Bryson was, he needs to go to City, Bristol City and say, what will be played by Pearson in that role so he can grow into... I've got a, a guy who I've met through football manager. He's a Belgian fan. Obviously, he's, he's Belgian. Um, and he messaged me when they played... Um, did the Republic of Ireland play France, I think, a few yes, a month yeah, or so a ago. Month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he messaged me going, Who the hell's Jason Knight? He's brilliant. He's got man of the match. He said he's absolutely superb. He said he was absolutely bullying the French midfield, played really, really well, man of the match. He says you won't keep hold of him. And I was like, but we don't know where his best position is. We don't know what his best role is. Um, so he has got that in his locker. I just think he needs to be played in the same position. And my fear with Pearson is Pearson's going to shunt him out right wing or left wing or move him about a bit. And I don't think he'll ever, will ever hope, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I hope we do see the best of him in a, in a decent position. I just think that, um, yeah, I hope he finds a club that's going to use him in the right place and, he, and he, his career kicks on. Because like you say, last year, I think, you know, I, I can't recall the number of positions he played. I think he literally played every position but centre-back and goalkeeper Probably. at some point. Yeah. And I think, I think that's where you detract and go, I don't remember him actually doing a lot. But for me... He's just been utilised and all over the park, and I think that's probably a little bit detrimental to him. Y- yes, um, no, I would I would agree. Sometimes it doesn't uh, doesn't always favour you, does it? When when, mm. when that kind of thing happens. Um, mm. So he is an impending out. He, he's not mm. left at this moment. At, at the time yeah. of recording, he's not left. Um, one person who has Quacko Adoro's got out on loan to Rochdale. Who knows if we'll ever see him in a Derby shirt again? One of those under twenty-one gambles. We do them all the time on Football Manager. Uh, one of those gambles <laughs> that just uh, that just didn't, uh, unfortunately, hasn't paid off at the moment. We'll see where no. his future lies. Obviously, next summer. Um, Jake Rooney signed a new three-year deal today. I think that's a yep. that's a big one. D- d- just to yep. touch on, obviously, yep. uh, was came in on trial last year. Well, obviously. Um, did did well enough to to make a, I think it was fifteen appearances for the first team, mm. and then to be okay, probably not on a great deal of money, but again, somebody who's a little bit versatile can can play yeah. in a couple of positions at the back and can always fill in in midfield. But a three year deal, um, 
seems a try to think of the best way to describe it. Seems quite a a positive a positive move from Derby. I, there's another hmm. word I'm looking for, but it's you know when we're not handing out three year deals willy nilly, we we, yeah. we can't. And so to do it from somebody who's only been at the club, obviously hmm. at, at the age that he is, and but Paul Warren obviously sees something about him. I think I think I think Warren spoke about him last season, saying he's a he's a fantastic trainer. He gets on with everything. He listens. He's learning. He takes instructions well. Again, my only fear with Jake Rooney is is that he gets pigeonholed as somebody who can play right back, he can play left back, he can play centre back, he can play holding midfield, he can go into midfield when we need him. I want him to settle into a position and say, "You're going to be our centre of our three, or you're going to be um, our holding midfielder. When when Bird's not there, you're going to step into midfield and play that role." I, I, I like to think that Warren does like them players who just go, "That's your role. That's your job in the team. You go and do it." Um, I don't think he's one of these that will shunt people around. I think last year he had to. I don't think he'll do that this year. I'm not actually sure where Rooney's best position is yet. Um, I think with Nelson and Bradley at the back, he can learn from them. He's obviously got the statue to be centre. He's like six three. Mm. Um, I think obviously, I think as he gets older, I think he'll fill out a little bit more because he's very tall and thin, and there's not a lot of muscle there. But uh, I was impressed by him last season. I was actually impressed with him at right back as well when he played right back. I thought he did a very good job at right back. Mm. But obviously, with wing backs, you've got Ward, you've got Wilson coming in. He's not going to get there. So maybe centre half. Um, you know, it'll be could be one of the five that we've got. We've got Nelson, Bradley, Cashin, Forsyth, and him. So you know that there's, there's five. You, you're going to need five in that league if you're playing three at the back. So um, yeah, I, I was pleased to see it. It, it doesn't surprise me we've given that the contract um, because I think uh, Warren's got to protect the younger players that we are going to play. I think Darren Robinson will be probably next in line for a first team spin as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, I, I would agree. I, I, I'm certainly not saying that he doesn't deserve um, mm. an extension in his contract. Yeah. Three years was just a little, you know, n- n- a bit mm. of a, a surprise personally. Yeah. But I mean, hey, let, let's let's hope. He, I think um, I think it's a statement from the club to say, you mm. know, we've got faith in this lad and we want to keep him. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go out, him go out on loan as well. Well, again, the, the, there's that other side to it. So mm. a few more bits and pieces to round up on, on the Derby County mm. chat. Um, obviously, first preseason game on Saturday. Not that we read a great deal into it. 2 0 victory away at Matlock. I know people who were there, they said it was a decent day. And then about an hour and a half later, the floods opened and Man- uh, and the old part, uh, the old part of that side of Derbyshire was uh, submerged mm. in water. So the game nearly yeah. couldn't have gone on. I was actually in Salford this weekend, and mm. um, the the rain came down there. Let alone in uh, let alone in mm. uh, Matlock. So yeah, a good run out. James Collins on the score sheet. I think it was um, Robinson who scored um, on Saturday. No, it as was well. a lad called Ben Ratcliffe. Oh, ben, right. I was like, who the hell is that? Yeah, obviously <laughs> somebody no from clue. the yeah, somebody from the under eighteens, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Um, it, it was, was a, it was a good finish. It was a very it was good a finish. Really good it composed was. finish. Little dink over the keeper. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was it, nice it was a good finish. I thought the first one w- was a nice mm. move. Say like Ward yeah. puts a brilliant ball in. Mm-hmm. Collins will mop them up most of the time. Yeah, uh, you would yeah. you would expect. So that's a nice little pattern. Yeah. For the first game, obviously, plenty of people getting thirty minutes here and there. So it's, it's all a little yeah. bit all over the place. Next friendly Sunday is it Saturday or Sunday? Sun, uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday against uh, Salford, Salford, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that may be after a, you know a good um, a good week of being away and mm. triple training sessions and whatever they're doing. Um, obviously, that will that that will be um, good. 
Mm. Not a great deal to report from out there. I think there's a couple of people who obviously, as you would expect in pre-season, there's a few nips, there's a few niggles, there's a few this bits yeah. and bobs, but um, at the moment, all fine. One name that's being banded around as, as another player uh, that Dobby are interested in is obviously Matt Godden from Coventry. Mm. Um, would be, for me, again, decent League One signing, yeah. if they can get him. And then after that, actually, the rumour mill's a little bit quiet. So that's not the end of the world. No real rumours in too many going out at the moment. I'm sure no. that will again ramp up. And a point that you mentioned a little bit earlier, at the minute we're signing free transfers. There is still a loan market that, that Derby can, you know, that can mm. Derby can dip into um, as see fit. We know it's time and time again, it's a domino effect from the top. The Premier League clubs aren't really in pre-season at the moment. So they yeah. will eventually, but to get the business done early, to build, to see what he needs. This week, will be, have told him exactly what he's looking for, and then attack. I think the transfer market in the you know in the next couple mm. of weeks and, and bring him where he needs. I, I think Derby are going to be a, a pretty a, a pretty solid beast. I think. Before we get back to the episode, we wanted to announce new for this season. We've decided to sign up to Patreon. We feel this is the best way to allow fans of the podcast and all we do on our social medias and website to show us support if they wish. All money generated will go back into the podcast to try and make things even better. We've decided to launch three tiers. Basic support for a pound a month. Just your way of saying a little thank you. Supporter at three pounds a month. This is a bit more of a thank you. And you'll also get a chance to join our private social media group with a few more perks on the way. And finally, super supporter. £4.50. This is a tier where you'll get automatically entered into all giveaways and get special promo codes from our growing partners. You'll also, if you want, be able to have more of a say on actual episodes and interviews, etc. And of course, get to meet us and see how things work behind the scenes here at Rams Review. As the Patreon grows, the rewards will grow and all episodes will always remain free. Sign up now at patreon.com, Rams Review Podcast. Thank you very much. So that's the main Derby County chat sort of rounded up for now, but there is still going to be a bits of Derby County popping up in a minute. I know there is, but <laughs> one of the other main reasons for for this episode and the joint episode is, as I said earlier in, in the start of the podcast, anybody that listens to me on a, on a weekly basis, I bang on about football manager. Um, I, I love football manager. I've loved football manager ever since, well, 25 odd years ago. Um, over the last couple of years, I've changed in in what I do. I always used to be Derby County, play forty five seasons, and that last me that last me twelve months until the next copy come out. Um, I'm now a bit of a sucker for uh, waiting until some of the patches come out on FM Scout, downloading the the real lower league stuff, and 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 taking an amateur club all the way to the Champions League. I've done that for the last two years. Um, I actually really enjoy that side of it. Like you know loads of people on trial trying trying to work all those bits and pieces out. Having players, I'm going to need some tips from you if you're doing that. Yeah, I, I, I do all that. League to the Champions League. I yeah, mean... I, I can, I can do that. Yeah, um, but yeah, that sort of thing, brilliant. Give me Manchester City, and I'd end up losing the league somehow. That's that's just the way. That's just the way that I do it. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I've sort of over the last couple of years, I've engrossed myself in. Because let's face it, you'll know because you do it. Mm. Actually, taking Derby County on in Football Manager over the last couple of years. Um, there's obviously this been, there's been this big thing about Derby County. They've always been the nearly men. It's it's yeah. been very easy in Football Manager, in my opinion, mm. to to get Derby to the Premier League when they were in the Championship, and then yes, 
you know, if you want to start doing these unbeaten league seasons, if you want to start really getting into the nuts and bolts of football manager, you, yeah. you do have to spend a bit of time on it. But it's not too difficult in five or six years, certain signings, it, it's not all that hard. It's why it's still a game and it's not real life, I suppose. Yeah. You'd never yeah. sign some of these these players in real life. It's not too difficult, I don't think, in six or seven years to get a team like that challenging towards the you know the Premier League and and obviously winning Europe. Whereas, so it's been sort of that. And then, as I say, I've started doing lower, lower, lower. I think I'm at level fourteen this time round. So oh, wow. I'm taking okay. some real amateur. Uh, yeah. Amateur. Um, this season, I've, I've done nine seasons so far, um, and I'm in the Conference North. So I've been promoted seven times in nine years. So it's you know it's good fun. But yeah, lots yeah. of different parts of of the game are are you know explored at, at that level. Mm. I've absolutely loved that. Um, that's brilliant. One thing that I've never really done, and this is where you probably excel uh, more than anything, is online football manager and football mm-hmm. manager draft and stuff like that. It's something yeah. I've never really played with all too often. Um, um, but I think that's a bit more of your wheelhouse, obviously, as well as the the the, the bog standard save. So yeah. I'm going to hand over to you now to start right. off. First of okay. all, obviously, where did the, where did, where did it all start? How did you get involved? Whereas, because, I'll let you tell them rather than me. I know you're okay. pretty high up in, in the world of, of football manager. Um, <laughs> we'll, so... we'll, 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 we'll start at the top and then yeah, we'll work absolutely. our way backwards. Yeah, so absolutely. I've been, I've been told to, to get in. I am I am currently ranked and there's I'm in a ranking tournament. I'll, I'm, I'm, let me go back to the start. About a year ago, and it was only about a year ago, um, I accidentally clicked on join online game. So in the start of the football manager menu, there's start, new career, whatever. And it said fancy draft. And I just... So I'll have a look at one of these and I went through it. I was like, oh, this looks fun. And I did a couple of bits on pieces on my own. And then I kept seeing uh, different YouTubers mentioned Discord and all this. I was like, what the hell is this Discord thing? Had a look, joined a community Discord, joined a couple of online multiplayer games where people just host a draft game. So a draft game is, as you set a stipulation of, right, uh, you can sign anybody from the Premier League. You take turns in the picking the players. You have a certain budget and you then play each other online. Um, you, you can set up a league, you set up tournaments and whatever. So I played a few of those and then I got, uh, I joined a couple more and I joined a couple more and then I joined a couple more. And then you get talking to people and you find out that you've, you're playing a Nottingham Forest fan or you're playing someone from, like I say, Belgium or from Asia or America. Um, and I got talking to a couple of guys that, um, well, one, one in particular was a Derby County fan, lives in Nottingham, unfortunately, lives the wrong side of the Trent. Um, you know, someone's got to live there, I guess. Um, and, and he introduced to a few others and you get talking to people and, and it's, it, you find this huge community across the world, which I think a lot of games have, but football manager has this sort of niche sort of, you know, people who have played the game for 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and yeah, you, you, you find that you, t- you talk about how long you've played it. You talk about what you've done. You start talking about different tactics, about different players that you do or, or that you sign. Um, and then because the, the online world is completely different because you're playing against another human being and not the computer. So in real time, they are making tweaks to your squad. It pops up and all of a sudden you're stopping the screen going, what, what have they done? Why are they doing that? How can I counter it? How can I, I can, I can, I can exploit it. Um, so I started off doing community drafts and then I was just, to be honest with you, I was getting, I was getting 
to a point, I think it was about last August, September, I've been doing it for a couple of months where I just couldn't win a game. I was getting hammered. And then I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not enjoying it. I'm getting beat every week. And then I spoke to one about it. I went, no, no, just, just, just carry on doing it. It'll turn. And then I won a community draft three three weeks on the trot. And one of the guys went, I said the fourth week, I was away on holiday. And I said, well, I won't, I won't be, I won't be here next week. I can't defend my title because I'm away. And he went, thank, I won't use the swear word. Thank goodness you're not here because it gives someone else a chance. And then I won a couple more and then you get talking to people. Um, so, I, But I was just doing community drafts. And what, what you then find out is, is there's a, a ranking system in Football Managed for Drafting. So you play in these these organised tournaments. There's a lot of um, sort of well-known YouTube football manager YouTubers who've done these online tournaments. You get ranking points for beating each other. You lose, you drop down the rankings. Um, I, I won a, um, a a draft tournament last September without going online, without being on Twitch. Um, I won a, a, the FM Draft Club Cup in September, so I had to beat about, f- I think it was five or six people. Um somehow won the final uh, against a, a guy who runs a football manager podcast actually called Tony Jameson. Um, he's actually a stand-up comedian. He's done the Edinburgh Festival and he's a, he's a lovely, lovely man and he's well-known in, in football manager circles. So I beat Tony in the final. Um, and yeah, I suddenly, this that was it. That That's what I wanted to do. Um, and I basically ignored my normal save and waited for football manager 23 um, did a few more community drafts um, and then decided sort of early this year, went, okay, maybe I should start streaming. It looks good fun. It looks like something I could do. I'm not technically minded. Um, so it got to mate. I was on new PC, camera monitors, get the whole shebang going. Um, started that probably only about a month ago, month ago um, on, on Twitch. Um, and now signing up for these online tournaments and um i've done one and i can understand how real football managers feel because it is stressful as hell it is nerve-wracking it is you've got so my setup is two monitors some people have three you're looking at one screen you're trying to talk to people who are, who are watching you're trying to concentrate on what you're doing on the screen you're trying to figure your tax out you're trying to figure out what the opponent's doing when you're drafting you're trying to figure out who which players have gone where which ones are on your list which ones you want to get um i come off and i'm ringing with sweat my heart's racing um yeah it's it but it's but it's great great fun and and i've got to be honest with you, the, the people in the community are absolutely fantastic really really nice people um and there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes to set these tournaments up as well as i found out last week when i tried to help with one and failed miserably <laughs> <laughs> no no from from my own <laughs> absolute spot on you, you you obviously are engrossed in it in in a different mm-hmm. way i i i still get you know that there there'll be the um when was it uh like i say i've been away this weekend mm. been been at a wedding um uh, but i knew my save was was in summer so i was waiting to do my my, my transfer window mm. and i got home yesterday and spent uh, the best part of 8 hours on it um just nitpicking this that and the other yeah and and i can lose hours on, on football manager it oh. is so so easy to do um and I'll, I'll let everybody into a secret i'll tell you how many hours i've got on football manager 23 mine's not, not telling me yeah mine's not mine's loaded not... at the minute i don't know how to do it without getting it on so if i load yeah, that my my laptop will just crash and we'll, we'll lose the oh, entire uh, recording 1207 hours right <laughs> that's, that's I, quite a bit i tell you what 
I yeah. bet you I'm not far off that. Um, yeah. cause I, I do sit on it a hell of, I work away a lot. Yeah. It's what I do. I sit in, sit in the I think it's like I say, you know, I've got a, you know, a, a wife and a son and, you know, it's, it's one of the things you can sit there on your laptop, just play away for a couple of hours. It takes your mind off work, takes your mind off life. You get engrossed in it. Um, you then shut it down when you've lost four on the bounce. Yeah. And then shoot your laptop down and go, I'm never playing that game again. Um, and then it just sucks you straight back in. So, um, but I, I only decided to do a derby save for two, two reasons. A, I'm a Derby County fan. B, um, I know the squad. I know the team. Um, so my first Twitch save, I said, I'm going to be Derby simply because I need to do something that I know. Um, yeah. I've got some I've got some good ideas for Football Manager 24. What I'm going to do, I can't tell anybody because I'm keeping it a big secret. It won't be Derby though. It will not be Derby mm. next next in FM 24. Oh, everybody's going to be different. doing everybody's going to be doing Wrexham, aren't they, or, or something like that? Probably it's not. It's not in the UK. <laughs> I won't be. I won't be a British based team. I can guarantee that on my on my Twitch save next next, ah. next year. It won't be. It won't be a British team. You see, this um, is this is where I I I have divulged a lot of time in, mm. in into football manager over the years. I don't think I've ever managed abroad. I don't think I say I've definitely never done an, a, a draft. I've never played an online community. Whatever. Mm. I've never done any. So I have I have literally been engrossed in this for the best part of twenty five years, and all I've done is, mm. is practically scratched the surface. Uh, li- literally, I say until about this time last year, I'd never done a draft. Um, and now I'm doing, I'm, I'm in, um, what we call FM Super League draft, which is this Friday night. We've got a draft that starts, I think, at seven o'clock, and then the games are Sunday. And there's, there's seven others I've qualified, and there's seven other really, really good football manager drafters in it. Um, not that I can't hold my own against them, but there's seven of the probably the best players of the game. Um, so I'm going to be up against it this weekend. And then uh, there's another one coming up next week. So th- there's plenty that goes on. Um, they're good fun. Um, like I said, the, the, the people in it are great. Um, but on the normal game at the moment, other than the Derby save that, I do on, that I'm doing on Twitch, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on how successful I've been in that in a minute, um, I've been Duckla Prague in the Czech Republic, and I'm about 12 seasons in. Um what I found by managing abroad is once you find the right save, you just become attached to that club. So I still follow AZ in Holland. I did a successful save with them on FM21, I think. I still look out for their results. I'm crying because the, all the players I had back in that save have all gone. Um, but now I'm following Duckler. I want to see how Duckler are going on. Um, you know, we did a, did a network save with five or six of the football manager players on a Tuesday night. Um, in the Swiss League, um, so I, you know, I've become, I become—I can't say I've become a grasshoppers fan because they sacked me. Um, so even even though I am apparently ranked number eleven in the world at the moment at football manager drafting, I do also get sacked. I've been sacked twice by grasshoppers in three seasons, and I won the league with them as well. Oh. So, uh, but that again—that's another challenge because you're playing a network save against five or six others who are trying to buy players. Mm. So it's a live—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's the game. But you've got five or six real human beings in that same league with you, so there's a there's a few plans for sort of twenty three, twenty four. We're going to do um, a couple of couple of network saves as well, which again great fun because you're playing with your friends, you you're having that banter between them, sort of you know taking the mickey out of each other and and, and trying to beat each other, and they they took great happiness in me being sacked uh, <laughs> twice. Yeah, I, I think funnily enough, football manager has been one of those games that I've mainly played on my own i'm I'm going back mm. now oh it would have been either 98 99 or 9 
2000, you know, the, the, those years of champ manager. And yeah. we had um, the EA did one, um, the the Premier League on, on PC. Yeah. Um, and I was just play that with my two cousins and one other, but it was, it was not a network game or anything like that, but mm. it was just four people. We were around at their house at a weekend, mm. Arsenal, Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea, you were those yeah. four. And that comment you was on about signing these players, there was, I can always, I mean, I'm going back when obviously like Cherry Henry was obviously in his highlight mm. and things like you weren't signing those kind of players, but there, there was a couple of, um, there was always any time we started, and it was obviously from I say from the 01, 2000, 2001 season. Then, there was always three or four players we all went for from the start that were, you know, at that time rated out of a hundred. I think the players were obviously a bit different to what Football Manager is, but they're rated yeah. out of a hundred. These were all ninety rated, or sort of like between eighty-eight and ninety-two. You never really got anybody. I think even yeah. uh, the, the R9 was on this and he was only like 95 or something. So, you know, you you were in and around sort of like the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and um, one of the, one of the, I always, always, there was always a couple that jump out at me. There was always a right back um, from 2-1 Blue Wings in Korea, South Korea. He was, in, he was 19 <laughs> on the game, but he was rated like yeah. 88 but back then, it was obviously all the European laws and everything like that. Getting a work mm. permit for him was a nightmare. Um, but he was yeah. always a good signing. And the, the other one I always remember, he was a 22-year-old goalkeeper at the time at Hertha Berlin. And that is Gabriel mm. Karai, who obviously used to play mm. for Crystal Palace, famous for his yep. uh, joggy bottoms in, in goal. Yep. And, yeah. he, and he was always somebody that straight away you'd sign. I mean, obviously, if I was Arsenal, I'd got David Seaman at Arsenal at that time, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and, and players like that, or obviously Schmeichel were, were, was at uh, was at United, but he was always they were always the first. We, we always used to fight over those sort of four yeah. or five players, and then yeah, obviously it would it would change, and then you'd go in your own direction. So that's kind of been my experience of of networking play, if you will, but it's not quite yeah multiplayer should it should I say? But, but yeah, the, I think I think yeah, the, there's a lot of aspects to Football Manager. I think that they do need to improve it. There's a lot of stability issues with the online gaming um you do get kicked an awful lot um out of games it crashes um there's issues um i'm hopeful that sports interact are going to work on that for fm24 because it, it does deserve that stability um but i i couldn't recommend it enough to anybody that plays the game if you if you, if you love the game foot manager it's a great game to play on your own i don't get me wrong i still do that um but it's even better when you play it with others um, and it can get disheartening and it can get frustrating because, I mean, I, I had it with the draft game um, at the weekend where um, the other person had uh, someone called Erling Haaland. that you've heard of him, but he's an absolute bloody robot on the game. And they drafted Haaland. I couldn't get Haaland. Haaland scored every single goal against me in two legs. It's nothing I could do. I tried everything to try and stop him. Um, and sometimes it's a bit like, saying, get rid of him. Um, but then we were in a, I was in a ranking game last night against a guy from Europe. Um, I'm in a ranking rivals one, so I'm representing the UK. Um, and managed a two leg win last night, so I got me, I got my own back a little bit. But we had no Haaland in the draft, which made a big difference. Yeah. Um, so he's, he is a bit of a robot on, on the game, isn't he? This year, he, he is. He is. I think. I think it's been the case of everybody that's drafted him as one. Um, there is a way of countering him, but you've got to have the right players to stop him. Um, mm. But um, the the, on, the online stuff is, um, like I say, it, it, it gives you another dimension to the game. If, if you like playing your own, absolutely no problem with that. I would employ everybody, just just 
join join a download the disc download the discord jump on a community one there's loads that you'll find on twitter if you just type in fm23 you'll find loads of people directed different discords there's loads of people who will set them up on a daily basis i get reminders do you want to play this do you want to play this do you want to to jump on an online save do you want to jump who wants to do a draft today um just experience it it's great great fun it's great great fun and uh, i think you'll surprise yourself at how different your tactics are from your normal game to an online one because mm. it's a different game engine. It's a slightly different game engine, so not always they don't always work. Um, yeah. So that was going to be so obviously the online side of things. As I say, I've never mm. really experienced it too much. It's certainly something that I'm I would be keen to do. But I, going on to obviously what I imagine anybody who listens to the podcast might be mm. aware of, and uh, just mm. just the just the standalone single player fo- mm. football manager. Um, you're probably going to laugh at this straight away um, because I have people tell me this. My formation is the wrong formation to play. I've played this same formation on Football Manager for seven years. I've won every single trophy that I've that I, that I can in, in in England uh, with with various different clubs using this formation. And I know formate. We could probably talk a whole podcast just about football manager formation. <laughs> Not even just format, but yeah, formations. Then a whole another one about sit styles and a whole another one about everything mm. else. Um, I I play a four two four, which a lot of people think is is suicide. And I imagine mm. um, it, in various ways it probably is. But it, it's what I don't know. I remember certainly early football managers. Um, so what mm. first one was. Well, first one I can sort of remember was like 2005, uh, yeah. that that kind of thing. Obviously, it's 18 years ago. It, it, it worked mm. in slightly different ways, the way you could set your formations up. You could um, then obviously it's a lot more di- uh, directions based and instruction based sort of sort of now, as is obviously the, the, the real game now. Um but yeah, I, I still get slated by my, my mate. Me and my mate don't play together, but we, he'll mm. always say um, he's quite keen. He, he really digs deep into into his yeah. uh, that kind of thing and the training side of things. Questions are what I've got for you in a little minute. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> for me, I'm a little bit more. I don't particularly get too stuck into the training unless mm. I, I I I basically try my hardest to bring in the best coaches that I possibly can, obviously the, the best yeah. staff and then just allow them to do their thing. Cause basically that's what they're there for in the game. Um, mm. It's only like if I sign a player and one of his attributes is a little bit off, I, I tweak, I take over that training for a little bit, but other than that, I kind of, I kind of leave that alone um, without giving away too many secrets. Of course, just, just, a f- just a few helpful, friendly tips. Um, okay. Bog standard, player in in football manager i suppose mm. um from whoever you're managing and i imagine this does does kind of change a little bit but say mm. Dar- derby for instance let's make it yeah. nice and easy um yeah. straight away straight off the bat load up the game load the first for, first save what's the what's the key three or four points f- for you but, personally that so, you, you've got to kind of nail down to, yeah, to sort so, of be successful so, yeah first thing we look at first thing i look at is squad what's the make with the squad what positions have we got Who's who can play where? Um, you talk about training, pre-season training for me. This differs from player to player, by the way, as the player of the game. I'm quite anal when it comes to the training. Um, I'll make sure I, I have my assistant do assign the coaches, but I will do the training on a monthly basis. I will make sure they practice set pieces an awful lot. 
because you score an awful lot of set pieces in the game, whether that's draft or, or in a normal game. Um, if we're playing at home, I will set us to do attacking movement the day before the game. If we're away, I'll do defensive on, on the on the tactics bit. I'll make sure pre-season that there's lots of match practice, lots of match tactics training, lots of teamwork, lots of team bonding, because I feel whether it works or not, psychologically, I think that's what I should be doing as the manager. Um, practice set pieces throughout the whole season, because like I say, we, we set them all up. Um, and then I do have a kind of go-to tactic now in my Derby one on, on Twitch that I'm doing at the moment. Um, I decided to emulate Jim Smith from, from the late 90s, early 2000s. I've, had, I've got a tactic called Bold Eagle. Uh, the Bold Eagle, it's a 3-4-1-2. Three, four, three, four, so three centre-backs, two wing-backs, two deep midfielders, the, the sort of the Lee Carsey and the Daryl Powell, so to speak. The Francesco Barno behind the storage in the one shot. Um, I wish I had them players. I don't. Um, uh, and the first season, we've got 107 points and won League One. So take that, Paul Warren. I'm better than you. Um, I've, I've done it. I'm keeping that tactic. It's not a tactic I normally play. I don't normally play three at the back. I've had to talk to somebody about it and go, how the hell does three at the back work? I can never get it to work. Touch wood. I've got it working now. Um, but anybody that's starting the game is go with a tactic that you're familiar with, that you like. I normally go with a 4-5-1, but Darby's played for years mm. with the two wingers, the central striker, the two midfielders and the holding midfielder. I've played that for years. I've got a go-to tactic that I would normally use. If I wasn't doing this and had set it up to emulate Jim Smith, I'd have gone with a 4-5-1 straight away. With your 4-2-4, by the way, uh, a lot of people use that online. And we right. call it the rap formation because it's the meta formation that people like to use. Mm. Although I've got something that counters it, but I'm not going to tell anybody what that is at the moment because I'm not I keep that to myself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but 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 4-2-4, four, 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 you'll be surprised. A lot of people using it this year right. um, on that one. But no, the, the, uh, at the start of a game, look at your team. What have you got available? Where's the weaknesses? Um, where do you strengthen? What's your budget like? Um, and then uh, set up set up a tactic that suits that team. Um, particularly if you're familiar with the team, you'll know. Um, and again, if anybody's new to the game, set it up running team that you know. Do not jump in and go, I'm going to go and manage in the second division of Bulgaria because that's what I should do as a football manager. Uh Go take over Man City, go take over Real Madrid, go and manage a big club so you get used to the... Because it, it is a daunting game when you first switch it on. There's a hell of a lot to get through. Um, there is lighter versions on the consoles that I think that that could that help people learn the game. But there's a lot of young people coming to it now. There's a lot of people turning away from FIFA. They're coming to Football Manager because they see it as that more in-depth, that there's a lot more people getting involved in the data analysis side of the game. Um, a lot more of the scouting side of the game. And I don't think FIFA's quite got that. No. Or whatever they're going to call the new one, EAFC, whatever. My son is, is a massive FIFA fan. He plays FIFA all the time. Um, I've stopped playing it because he keeps beating me quite significantly. Um, so I've had to stop playing that. Um, and hopefully one day he'll pick up football manager and want to get into that. Uh, at the moment, he's not quite um, there with it. But... Um, but yeah, I, I can't give away too many secrets because there might be people listening to this who, who, who might use it against me in there. Oh yeah, in, no, in the no, no, tournaments. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, no, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm, no I'm, not I'm not. I'm not that competitive. I'm, I'm only kidding. I'm, <laughs> I, I would am be. Competitive, really. I would I, be. I am competitive. Don't worry about that. I'll be. I'll be talking like mad if I don't win on Sunday. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, when you when 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 you 
classed as, and I've had to get this in. This is what one of my friends has said. I've got to get in here. the top East Midlands drafter. Um, I have to say that I had to get that out there. Uh, being ranked number 11 in the world, it's, it's very tongue in cheek, by the way. If anyone's listening to this thinking, what an arrogant it is. <laughs> it's a it's it's very tongue-in-cheek i have a, a name on one of our discord channels and my name is number 11 in the world um it's it's a big mickey take it's yeah, a big mickey take. but it but but it's it's nice when when you talk to people and they go you know you've got a ranking i go yeah yeah number 11 in the world i'm like yeah in the world so we sort of put in the world in capital letters when we do anything because it's uh good fun i mean that's yeah I mean, that's that's big for me i mean i, I do remember th- there was a time I, I, i've lied a little bit there was a time that i did do one draft once mm. um but like you said there's there's quite a lot of stability issues with it it wasn't yeah. i think it was one of the first years they brought it in so obviously what was five mm. sort of five years ago yeah yeah, sort yeah, of. yeah it will be yeah by that yeah, yeah. Um, I remember it, it was a great concept at the time, mm. um, but yeah, I just couldn't really get it to work properly. Yeah. Completely left it alone. Um, but yeah, so it, it's obviously something, and it's. Do you think it's one of those? Like you said, there's there's obviously a few more youngsters coming in the game. Mm. I mean, when I think back to, I think what I think the first one under the FM franchise was 2005. I think it was, if memory serves me right. Yeah, um, I think it was. Yeah. You know, it's obviously it, it was it was pretty mind blowing then, uh, mm. two thousand and five, yeah. and the way it's grown um, has been. I mean, I this year actually I had FM twenty for for two and a half years. Mm. Um, I didn't bother with the other two. I don't even know why. I normally get the same. I, n- I normally buy them every yeah. year for whatever reason. I didn't got the new one this year. I mean, and it's absolute chalk and cheese um, yeah. in in three years. And there's a something I want to talk about in a little bit, because obviously I was mm. it last week, there's been new announcements about the way that football managers yep. go in, in, mm. in the next 20, you know, 12 to 18 months, which is yep. really exciting. Um, mm. But I know what, one of the things that sort of what just the general people that I talk to, whilst the game is, is so in depth, it is, it is, it's more in depth than FIFA yeah. in a management way. Mm. Something you alluded to there, there is, I'm sure you may well look. I've, I, I sometimes float through FM Scout threads mm. and, th- and things like that. Yeah. The amount of things that people want from the game that's yeah. not currently there. Mm. I mean, it's already a what, 18 year thing. I mean, yeah. if this kind of just sort of tie in with with that bit that I was going to say about the way that there's mm. been a, obviously for anybody who hasn't heard who's into football manager. Coming 2025, I think it is. There's going to be a whole new yep. sort of interface in in, in the background, yep. various other bits and pieces. Mm. And one thing I know that people have been screaming out for years, based on other football management simulation games, is some things that Football Manager have kind of left alone over the years. I'd say mm. um, changing of kits, manipulating of stadiums, expanding of stadiums, all these little things. Yeah. Football Manager for me have kind of worked on the in-game. They've 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 got the match engine for me personally. I think with the match engine is probably one of the, one of the best things about it. All, all mm. like you said, the little scouting details, the ex, the extra details that all these different other games don't really go into. Whereas Football Manager have really broadened their horizons on. Um, yeah. There's sort of a point now where they're polishing those kind of things. I don't think they need to go massively. I know it was it last year, year before they did a massive re- redo of the scouting. Yeah, I think that was actually one of the last ones I had compared to this year. Um, 
Just, that, that is the future of Football Manager, isn't it? It's, it's updating sort of the yeah. graphics, changing mm. just those little bit more interface, the, the user kind of things. And that's going to, for me personally, I would say that takes the game to a whole nother level. I, th- I think the, my only concern about the announcement was, and, and whilst I think the new the new graphics engine will be, be great, it needs updating, um, my, my only fear is it goes too much FIFA-esque. With the with the user interface would be my only concern. This this game is it's always been a simulation. I know they've got to appeal to a younger generation and have the better graphics, the smartest graphics. I think they can do both, and I, and and I'm confident enough that they will marry the two up. Um, my only fear is it becomes one of these big blocky UIs with big shiny buttons everywhere, and it just takes it away, makes it a bit arcadey. Um, but then again, I'm old, and I, I like the way things. But the game needs to polish. I think. I think there's a lot of things. I think the features it's got. I think the features in Football Manager 23 weren't great. The squad planet doesn't work as it should do. I don't think the scouting and recruitment has been a particular improvement. I think it's made it worse. They've just added these little meetings in that don't really mean anything. Um, I'd like them to work on the little subtle fixes behind the scenes, that, which I know they're probably difficult because I think I was talking to someone who's, who's, who does some game coding and they said there's, there's 18 years of code they've got to wade through because they can't take it all and rewrite it because that would take years. I think that's what I've been working on. I think they mentioned they've been working on it for nearly four years, I think it'll be, or five years when the game comes out in 25 to work on the game engine, the new improved graphics, the match engine, because what people say is, oh, the match engine's great and there's the... the um, the game engine, the game engine drives the match engine. So the game engine sits behind the scene. The game engine is the one that's driving, I can't remember around it is now, is, is driving the code. So when you see your players do stupid things, that's the match engine or the graphics engine trying to match what the game engine's trying to do. Mm. Um, so I think I think some features there, I think I think there's a lot more that can do. I think um, FM24 will be the last of its kind. I think they've already said that. Um, I'm looking for. I, I always look forward to it coming out. Mm. Um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to criticise a game that I put in 2,000 hours a year into, um, because I've always loved the game and I'll always find something I love about it. Um, FM25, I think um, they're going to start launching it about this time next year with peaks and and and, and things behind the scenes on it. So I'd be interested to see what it looks like and, mm. and how it's going to react. I, I just, I, like I said, I just don't want it to become too FIFA-esque because I think I don't want it dumbing down too much. Um, yeah, for me, no, I know. Uh, what you're I, don't th- I don't think they will. I think, I think, I think, I think they've got too much respect for the game and the community behind it. I think they've listened to a lot to the community the last couple of years. There's a lot of people in the community have been quite critical uh, of the way the game has come out this year, um, and the, for them to to hold their hands up and say, "Yeah, we didn't do a great job. We didn't. There's features that didn't work as we wanted them to." Um, I think if they take that to heart, there's always something in a in a um, in a game, whether it's Call of Duty, whether it's it's you know the Battlefield sort of games, there's always some that don't quite hit the mark, and they have to sort of track it back and, and start again. I think Football Manager's got to that point where Football Manager 24 has got to be better than the last couple of versions of it, um, and then 25's got to be bang on. Yeah. Um, so, but then they've come out and said that, which is which is great. I'm looking forward to it, um, and hopefully by then I'd have figured out how Twitch works. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, a couple more, uh, couple more questions. We've, mm. we've got five minutes left on the podcast. Mm. Uh, a couple of trivial mm. questions, I suppose. Um, mm. Football manager, I'm. You, you sort of mentioned earlier about you know it's great why you're 
on the crest of a wave, you're bottom of the league, you, you might all of a sudden get a four-one win away at Anfield when you're not meant to, and things like that. they're the great things. But then you, yeah. you know, you're losing to bottom of the league seven-nil or whatever it may well be. Um, <laughs> how many times in your saves, if you do, uh, I imagine you don't mm. now. You stream them. How many times have you been mm. one of these that you know doesn't like a result and you just decide to reload reload the game? Has that has that always been a? Is that oh, been? It's called, it's called safe scumming. Yeah, safe scumming on the on the record. No, I've never done it. Ah. Off the record, many many years ago, yes, I used to do. It. I've done it before. Well, I've, I've I've had a player sent off in the second minute of the FA Cup final, and I've got you. you that yeah. should never have happened. Reload. Um, I haven't done it. I, I, honestly, hand on heart, I have not done it for years. Um, because it's it, it's just not right. I, I wouldn't do it. I, I don't. I'm not done it. I mean, even big European Cup finals. I got to the European Cup final with I think AZ the first time uh, a couple of years ago. Um, long slog of a season. Got to the European Cup final or Champions League final. Um, and something happened. Three minutes in, sent half, sent off, and I'm like, oh God, what do I do? And I'm like, no, got to play through it. Lost one nil go again next season it's it's the way it is so no safe scumming is frowned upon um up to the individual i say i think it's it's akin to is it is it rage quitting on fifa mm. yeah i've never <laughs> done that but i must admit the safe scumming new term i've learnt. um safe scumming, yeah so that's a good yeah i'm a i'm a i'm a little bit of a bugger for that um i i remember <laughs> in, in not well yeah when i was playing it last year in on on FM twenty one or whatever it was, uh, on on mm. one of my real non league low low level saves, I was flying in one of the divisions down at the bottom uh, down the lower end of the spectrum, and I was about eleven points clear with five games to go, and I, all of a mm. sudden I just I just couldn't I, I'd lost, and I was play it was first v second last game of the season, and I was playing them away, and whoever won won it. I'm not mm. ashamed to admit I restarted that twenty seven times until I got the result that I wanted. <laughs> Because it was only it, it, at that level, there's only one team that goes up. So, mm. uh, and there's yeah. no playoffs or anything like that. So, right. I, I, right. I literally okay. decided, yeah, 27. I've lost time all respect looking. for you now, Jason. Yeah, I've lost I'm sorry. All respect for you now. Twenty <laughs> seventh time lucky, I managed to get up, <laughs> and then you know the rest is history yeah. on that one. Oh. Took them on, took them on to the Champions League and, and all sorts. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, but uh, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, what was one of the other questions? I got one of the other questions. I can't remember what it was now. That might come back to me. Um, I'd, I'd got a couple mm. in my head, and they've, they've come uh, the trivial ones, but they've completely. Um... Oh, that was it. Um, I, I, I always remember this as well. I, I was at school. This would have been again on Champ Manager. So obviously, if anybody doesn't know, Champ mm. Manager sort of the people who own Football Manager now, or kind of integrated yeah. in it. Uh, and Sega with which, the originals, the originals. Yeah, Sega kind yeah. of took on Football Manager. I don't think Sega's too much involved these days, but um, if at all, um, he always used to be. So I, I, going back to uh, Jim Smith, uh, and back then this would this would have been ninety nine mm-hmm. two thousand. The, the team of Bayano, yeah. Irania, Wanchop, and all that kind of thing for Derby. My mate's brother, uh, my mate was a Derby fan. My mate's brother was a Norwich fan. I don't know where that came from. Mm. Um, and at the time, Norwich were in League One. So we'd yeah. always go round there, do a save together. Um, we'd be playing in the in the Premier League, one as Derby, one as as whoever else. And he would always do it where he would. Uh, and I've done this, by the way. It's the reason I've brought. Uh, it's the reason I bring it up. And again, you'll be ashamed of me. Um, but used to do it where he would 
adder manager again, and, and he'd be the opponent's team and move all his players mm. out the way so they could, you know, go and win forty-eight yeah. nil and get promoted and all stuff like that. Mm. I have to say, I've I've done that in a cup final before that I couldn't win. I've taken over because I needed to because of the money and you know, um, and any any foul yeah. play like that, or are you are you a, 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 an FM purist? Oh, I, um, I am. I I'm not ashamed to admit I'm an FM purist now. Uh, it's very very frowned upon that is. Um, uh, I'm not saying I've not done it in the past. Mm. Um, I think I think there was a time where you could you could take over as manager and then put contract release clauses on all your players for like a quid. Yes, and then go and buy them players. I, I, I'm not. I've, I've done that before just to have a bit of a laugh and a joke, but not for a long, long time. Uh, I take it far too seriously now, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, well, there was one a couple of years. There was a, there was a hack a couple of years ago in the transfer market where you could do something mm. with a transfer and then you could fiddle the numbers and get three hundred million for your players. You, uh, you, yeah, you could literally overtype it and then yeah, could, did that you, a couple you, of you times. You send clubs into administration. Yeah, yeah. did that a yeah, couple of times to get Haaland yeah. and Mbappe in uh, uh, Derby in the in the <laughs> peak. Um, but. That that we are going to run out of time very very quickly. I, I could have gone on yeah. for a lot longer, but I'm I'm not going to take up any more yeah. of your time. We'll probably catch up again. We'll definitely catch up again. It's been an absolute pleasure having yeah, you on. Be... FM Ramster, thanks for the invite. No, yeah. no problem at all. FM Ramster on Twitch, I'm guessing, and obviously on Twitter. Go and check him out on for Twitter, all yeah. manager things. But thanks yeah, very much for joining us, mate. That'd be great. No, appreciate. It. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate. It. Thanks, Jason. No worries. And until next time, up the Rams. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Rams Review Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch, we're on Twitter at Rams Review one Our Facebook is Rams Review Podcast. Or you can drop us an email, ramsreview at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, up the Rams.